0: On June the first, Switzerland announced the opening of the world's longest tunnel, called the Gotthard Tunnel. It runs under the Alps to link northern and southern Europe, and at fifty-seven point five kilometres, it's fair to say you certainly wouldn't be able to see the light at the end of it. Our resident technology expert Peter Cowley is here to give us the ins and outs on the project. Peter, tell me a bit more about the tunnel.
1: Yes, it was, uh, in fact it was planned start, pl- started being planned in 1947 so it was only actually they, they started uh, broke ground in 1996 and the idea behind it was to try and flatten the route between Rotterna- Rotterdam and, and Italy and the reason for flattening is that it means you can run the trains faster so at the moment the current way is you've got to raise the height, you've got to a zigzag in and out of the mountain to bring the trains up to a certain level to go through so in order to do that they had to go from further into Switzerland and further into Italy so uh, it took about 20 odd years, we actually finished 6 to 12 months early um, and it's the longest deepest traffic tunnel in the world
0: I guess the, the Swiss are good at getting things in on time so how do you go about building a tunnel of this length the longest tunnel
1: well any tunnel requires a lot of planning of course unless it's a cut and cover tunnel so and planning is so critical I mean there's an example at the moment up in, in Seattle where it's been delayed two years because they bumped into something they didn't expect and even the the, the, the uh, Gotthard Base Tunnel had a several months delay when they ran into some rock that was very loose and they had to stop and they actually had to dig and get at the front of the, tun- the tun- tunnel boring machine. So it's all to do with planning, finding where the weak areas are, where the groundwater is, if it's below the water table etc. And once they've done all that planning then they can start to to, to, to dig and there are three real re- ways of doing cut and cover which you can only do if it's just below ground which is underground lines like the old district line, the met line the subway in the states. You can drill and blast which you would do if it was a shortage tunnel so you're effectively drilling holes and blasting and pulling forward or you can use the tunnel boring machines and in the case of the one uh, the gottard base tunnel they had four of those each costing about 30 million 20 30 million dollars weighing 3,000 tons and 400 meters long they're all each independently aimed at each other in the middle underneath the uh, the the mountain
0: And what's that doing? It's just cutting away and and they're taking the rock behind? Exactly,
1: taking it back. Some of which they're reusing to line the tunnel, but most is is spoils that has to be got rid of.
0: And what are the potential pitfalls? Things that you might need to look out for when you're doing something. Um,
1: else? Well, as I say, the, the Gotter Tunnel ran into unstable rock. The, the one, the Big berth of the biggest tunnel boring machine in the world, bumped into a steel pipe that was there and nobody had, had people had forgotten about it. it took two years before they get at it. And he, I, I, I actually built some houses up in Stamford and Lincolnshire, and I was doing some piling, and I ran into something which had turned out to be a gas main, which then <laughs> delayed the project for six months. And this was a joint project with a friend, and he'd forgotten there was a gas main across his car. But <laughs> that's pretty
0: basic isn't it to make yeah. sure you've got no gas <laughs> mains am yeah, exactly. building a tunnel um, so I guess the thing I'm thinking is we've had the Eurotunnel for a really long time. We we've, we've been doing this for quite a while. Is there any new technology
1: involved? Surprisingly not. I mean, when I looked into the Samplon tunnel, which isn't very far from the Gotthard tunnel, which was finished in 1906, they were it's 12 miles long, so six miles in each direction, and when they met each other finally, they were only eight inches out, tw- 200 millimeters out. So look, this is 110 years ago, and they you know so really what's improving though is safety, safety and speed of digging. So So the number of people lost, lives lost in those days was many, many times more than now, and it's much quicker to do it now.
0: And... um now that we are getting quicker, could we see more of these in the future? It seems like a much simpler, quicker way of getting there around. There are
1: more and more. There's a Chinese one of 76 miles long. They're, they're talking about doing it. And robotisation will make it safer still. Sensors, there's whole things which will actually make it easier to um, to uh, to build tunnels. And they're actually talking about tunnelling underneath Cambridge at the moment to get from one side to the other. Cambridge being an old city with g- populations growing very rapidly is really struggling to getting, getting the traffic from one side to the other.
0: Oh, that'd be quite exciting. I thought the other thing was a cable car.
1: The other thing is a cable car. Can you imagine a cable car going over the cabin over King's College Chapel? I doubt it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Peter. Thank you. It's
0: Peter Cowley, tech expert.